What? Hello? You all hear me? Hello? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, An automated message came through. Um, I thank God for being in the land of the living. I thank God for my mother. I thank God for my sisters. I thank God for my brother that recently passed away. I thank God for all of the opportunities that he is still bestowing upon us, all the blessings that he still has for us, all the blessings that he is releasing upon us. I thank God for uh, being my Lord and Savior. I thank God for being my heavenly Father, my provision. I thank God for being my protector. I thank God for uh, leading me and guiding me um, for his divine direction. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for what Jesus is still doing. Even though he has died and rose again, I thank God for all that he has done and all that he is doing. And I thank him, and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm deeply grateful. Thank you, and God bless you all. Welcome to those that just came in. The floor is open if you want to um, give your testimony. If you just want to give God praise and honor, the floor is open. This is Sister Delia. I truly thank God for all he's done within these, um, this month and as well as last month. He of my sciatica nerve issue. I am now able to sit without trying to shift and not being hurt. I thank God for, and thank you so much, Apostle Don. I apologize for inviting me on here. I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic for um, the head over who is my God, my king, who has took an EpiPen away from my life. I don't have to worry about, you know, eating cheese. I can eat it now. God is just moving so much in my life and blowing my mind, and I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for what he's doing and just to to know the unconditional, the realness of him. Oh, I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm trying to stay calm. But it's just I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful. Even with the, the, the groceries, you know, there's days that I'm like, okay, God, I need food. I'm hungry. But I always make sure my baby eats. He always has a way and comes through. Doesn't matter a few groceries or a week. I'm so grateful. I'm thankful. You know, he always provides for me. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm just grateful. I'm truly happy. Amen. That is awesome. God is moving. That is awesome. And then, um, I'm sorry about that. I forgot to mention my knees. My my whole body would pop. My bones would pop in and out, in and out. But they'd be pop in and out. And he healed that too. Like I can literally step up on steps now, like without having to worry about my back. Oh, oh, God, baby. Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is wonderful. I know that's right. There's nothing like being wrecked with pain and it restricts you. You can't do what you want to do, how you want to do it. My God. 
That mm, mm, mm. I'm I'm excited for you. <laughs> awesome. Is there anyone else? My God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Um, I'm I'm back. Since the floor is still open, um, this is Venus again, and I just wanted to let everyone know, um, as a portion of my testimony, that my a portion of my back was healed this week as well. I have several uh, several different issues in my spine. And um, the pain that was the worst that that uh, nagged me the most. I'm not a complainer, but he delivered me, and I'm grateful. Amen. Amen. And I'm Amen. grateful for all he's doing and the testimonies to come. I'm grateful. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I apologize, Pastor Don. So this Thursday is my birthday, 45 years. I'm going to cry. 45 years he's kept me, even when I didn't want to be kept, even when I ran. He kept me. Oh, my God. I'm I'm going to start screaming. Testify. God, I'm praying, oh, Father God, that you allowed me 45 years to be on this earth, oh, God, and have a three-year-old who's turning four at the end of the month. You bless me, God. Hallelujah. I can't stop. As my birthday comes up, God, my only birthday wish is for those to be saved, sanctified, and delivered, God. I don't want nothing of the earth, God. I want souls saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. You all still there? Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else that would like to give their testimony, praise report? God is awesome. He's sovereign. He is sovereign. Is there anyone else? Praise reports, testimonies, any prayer requests? I would like to say something. Uh huh. It's Kim. Well, I just want to thank God for what He's doing in my life and and my children's life, and I can't wait to see what He has in store for me. I'm truly blessed to, for everyone that surrounded me because I have a lot of elder people who can show me the right ways because in the past I wasn't being taught how to actually be a Christian because I didn't know about spiritual gifts, you know? Uh-huh. And I feel like I'm finally learning the real Bible, not like what are other people wanted me to learn, you know? And also, um, I also have a prayer request, if that's Okay. Okay. It's for my dad. He okay. has a, a heart condition. 
Yeah. Okay. That is all. All right. We will definitely put that in motion for prayer. Thank you. I'll meet myself now. Is there anyone else? While the floor is open. I want to play this song.
And then I'm going to play half of this song because I want you all to know that God is sovereign. As we just heard the testimonies come forth of how God has healed their bodies, how he's removed the ailments from their bodies. You know, I just want you to know that God is sovereign, bigger than all your problems. And then I want you to know that it ain't over. That's just the beginning. I know the That there's no reason to shout, but the impossible is God's chance to work a miracle, a miracle, so just know. Sister Catherine, praise the Lord. Lord. How you feeling? How you doing? All is well. Amen to that. God is good. Praise the Lord. I just wanted to encourage you all. Um, Is there anyone else that may have a testimony, praise report, prayer request? Um, before we move on in the service, I thank those that have come forth. Testifying is not telling your business.
but it's giving someone else hope to grab hope of faith that they would know that if it's, if God has done it for you, that it will be done for them. So let's come on and get your reports in. I just need a prayer for myself and my whole family. That's what I need. Amen. Amen. I just want to thank God for waking us up, the ones that he woke up this morning. That's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful outside. All right. I'm about to push the mute button. I'm I'm in the car. All right. If there are no more prayer requests, I'm going to say welcome, 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 welcome to Wells of Living Water, Springing Up Ministries. I am your apostle, Apostle Don, your sister, your homegirl, your friend, your cousin, even your spiritual mother or just a spiritual God. Today is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. For I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, that we shall rejoice and lift up the name of Jesus on high together. For when they all were on one accord, there was a sound with a rushing mighty wind that they all began to speak with other tongues. And uh, the Lord moved on us suddenly. So let's all come together and give God praise this morning, this afternoon, and letting the Lord know how much you love and care for him. For this is his day that he gave us. He breathed his breath within us that we may have life and life more abundantly. So I thank God for allowing me time and opportunity. I come before him on his throne that he would move and do what he needs to do in our lives. Heavenly Father, I come unto you this day thanking you for the souls that you sent in today. For those that are seeking more from you, a longer um, and deeper relationship with you, God. Father God, I pray for Kimmy's father, Father, that you would touch his heart, Lord God. Father God, touch his mind, Father. Touch his body from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. That it will align in the alignment that you intended for it to be in alignment with. Father God, that it will function, oh God in the way that you intended for it to function, Father. Father God, and if he doesn't know you and the pardon of his sins, oh God. Father God, I pray that he will cry out, oh Lord, what must I do to be saved, oh God? Or what must I do to have a deeper relationship and another calling over my life, God? I pray that you will anoint him afresh, oh God. Father God, let him know how much you love and care for him, oh God. Father God, touch his health. Touch the doctors, Lord God, their minds and hands, the nurses, oh God, at his beck and call of care, Father, that they will lead and guide him in honesty and truth, that he will obey, oh God, and do the things that properly need to be done for his health's sake, oh God. Father God, I pray for 
all of my spiritual children, Lord God, as they are in their rightful places, Lord God, those that are in travel, Father, I pray that you will bind up all wrecks and accidents, stretch out the gas over all the motor, tires, oh God. Father God, for those that may have a heart that want to get online, Lord God, but something else is holding them, Lord God, I pray that they will be able to hear the broadcast even after um, the recording has been sent out, Father. Father God, I pray that you will visit us today, oh God. We want to say that you are welcome here, oh God. We welcome you on the line today, God, that you will move mightily for your people, for whatever the needs may be, Father. Father God, I pray for the families, Lord God, that we will all come together in unity on one accord, Father. Father God, that we will put away the division. We will put away the envy, the strife, the jealousy, the malice of heart, Lord God. Father God, the word curses, Lord, that we curse each other with, oh God. Father God, I pray that you will mend our broken hearts, Father, that you will touch our minds, Lord God, that we will think upon those things that are lovely and pure, Father. Father God, when we are weak, you will be strong, Father. When we feel that we cannot do but your, with your will, Lord God, we will be able to do. We are doing, oh God. Father God, I thank you for everyone on the line today, that you will meet their needs right where they are, Father. Father God, let no one feel less than or worthy, less worthy, Lord God. But I pray that their spirits shall be lifted today. I pray that you will set us on high, that we will soar high as the eagles, Lord God, that you will give us vision and, and, and hearing, Father, that we will hear and see spiritually what you will have us to hear and see, that we will have full, clear knowledge and understanding, that our wisdom shall be increased. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, God. I thank you for all the clergy on the line today. I thank you for those that will uh, worship in your name, Lord God, for your name's sake. Father God, and I pray whatever ailment they may be going through, whatever they may be in need of, that you will meet the need. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, God. Amen. Welcome Amen. to the come online. Um, is there, I'm going to keep the floor open. Is there anyone that you want to have um, share their testimony or um, just want to give God praise? Floor <laughs> is open. Um, feel free to share. Let everyone know we are online and this is a recorded line, so you will be able to go back and listen to it. Is there anyone that would like to give God praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. For he is worthy. He is worthy, 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 worthy. For yeah. his perfection. For his for his perfection. The perfection of him. Come on now. Come for on. his perfection. Uh-huh. For every detail, every detail of our lives are already pre planned. I thank him. I thank him for the free will. The opportunity to decide, the ability to decide. I thank God. I thank God for the opportunity to feel pain. 
for them to be healed. I thank God that trouble don't last always with him. I thank God for order and being decent and setting such a standard for our living. I thank God. I thank God for raising the bar. Because see, with a bar being raised, the enemy can't, the enemy ain't looking to reach there. But as we go forward, the enemy can't completely get to us. I thank God. I thank God for covering us. Yes. I just, I, I truly, truly, in my heart of hearts, I thank God. I thank God for food. I thank God for shelter. I thank God for the money, the provision. But we find it, sometimes we make the small, we, we put a size on things that shouldn't have a size. We call them small, but they're really huge. Everything he does is huge. I thank him for waking me up. I thank him that I'm walking. I'm, I thank him that I'm talking. I thank him that he is cleansing me. I thank him for saving me every day, not just when I chose him. He chose me before I chose him, and I thank God that I'm steady choosing him while he's choosing me. All I right. thank God. Hallelujah. All right. Is there another? Even when we didn't want to keep ourselves, he kept us. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to go on into the word of God. (laughs) And I pray that it shall bless someone. We're going to go into Galatians 6. And I'm starting at verse 1. And it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, When he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh, for he that soweth to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Ye see how large a letter I have written unto you with my own hand. As many as desire to make a fair shoe in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised 
that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. As, and as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them and mercy and upon them Israel of God and upon the Israel of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Now everybody knows me I'm gonna go back. And I want to break this down for you. The reason why God wants us to testify is so that somebody can grab hold of faith. That they will begin to trust in the, the Lord that you serve, the God that you serve. When you tell your testimony, you tell what you've been through, somebody may currently be in that same position. Or someone may be entering into the scenario that you've already come out of. And you can be that very person that God will use to bring them out. So verse 1 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in fault, meaning if they have done wrong or you have done wrong, ye which are spiritual, if you're not on the spiritual side of life, and the person that's near to you, your sister, your brethren, your husband, your boyfriend, the word of God is saying, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Because of the spirit of meekness that's upon the person that is in the spiritual world and realm of God, being though you have fought in you, it will sanctify you in the glory of God. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Even if you are tempted and you are on the spiritual side, your sister or your brethren in Christ that should be walking with you or that's in the congregation with you, they should be able to hold or you carry your cross, just like um, Simon helped Jesus carry his cross. So when the word begins to be broken down and you're going through, don't think just because you made a mistake that you can't enter back into the kingdom of God or come back into the spirit. That's why the question is asked. Are you your brother's keeper? So bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's verse number two in Galatians chapter six. Welcome to those that have just come in. And we're breaking it down about our lifestyle, giving your testimony, knowing who you are, giving you the actual commandments and laws of God because some of us have been led astray. And this is why it's hard for us to believe that God will do 
exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or expect. But you have to know that you're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. God tells us to go to your sister, go to your brother, tell them what's ailing you, or tell them what's on your mind, what you're going through. Release your burdens so you're not walking around with all this stuff heavy laden, weighted on you. But you have somebody that is in a no judgment zone. The word of God says, judge ye not lest ye be judged. But you should have at least two to three people in your circle that you can call at any given time and let them know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling this today. I don't think I'm worthy enough. I'm not feeling beautiful. I'm feeling down. I'm ill. I'm sick. And they should be able to go into prayer. They should be able to bombard heaven on your behalf. They should be able to give you a word of encouragement to uplift your spirit, to let you know that this is not the end. It's not over. We serve a sovereign God. And verse 3 says, for if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. If God never told you who you are and who he created you to be or who you come from, you have no identity. You have no identity. You have no character within you. So at the end of the day, you're thinking that you're a billionaire, but you never even put in the work to even get to a billionaire status. You never even possessed the assets to give you the status to say you are on this chart of being a billionaire. If God gave you the gift to be a hairdresser, a beautician, but you just stay at home being a kitchen beautician, but you want to have the fame and the fortune of the beautician that went to school, received their license, open up a storefront, open up a salon, or open up um, a building where others can come and work under you, how do you ever expect for something to come out of it if you're not in that right position? If you're thinking you're such a business person, why aren't you trying to come out your kitchen? Why aren't you trying to come from out of hiding? Why won't you take the necessary steps to be legit, to be real, honest? We know you have a gift. We know you have a talent. We believe in you. God believes in you because he would not have set you here. He would not have given you the gift that he's giving you if he didn't believe in you. So verse 4 says, but let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. See, you all want to keep on working and hiding. Then you want to come out with it, 
but you want man to, to, to praise you. You want man to give you the glory. Huh? Talk to me. Somebody. You quiet this afternoon. Because I'm going to come down your street. Hallelujah. It's time out for you to be hiding. It's time out for you not to know your worth of who you are in Christ. You want to keep listening to society, listening to people that think they know it all, and it's setting you back. But Galatians 6 is here to tell you, verse 4, but let every man prove his own worth. No matter what your work is, if your work is in ministry, if your work is natural, working for, I'm, I'm going to say Caesar, or you working for God, you have to render unto Caesar's what Caesar's. That means you have to pay your taxes. You have to pay your insurance. You have, if you have a vehicle, you have to make sure you have insurance on your vehicle. You have to make sure the maintenance is kept. You have to make sure your house is covered. If you're renting, the landlord is supposed to do their part, but you also have a part to play too. Because God said, if you are ruler over few, he'll make you ruler over many. And if you can't take position and control over just the small things in life, how are you going to be granted to say you're on this billion millionaire status? I'm a businesswoman. I'm a businessman. You can't wait on people. Verse 5, for every man shall bear his own burden. You shouldn't be walking around trying to put your burden on somebody else or your problems. You can't expect that everybody is going to help you pick up your bed, help you out your, your uh, Mark and Murray clay, help you out of your blood and your vomit. No, but some people, most people will walk past you. Just as the, way, the man wanted to get in the pool. And that, all year long, everybody is passing by him. He's right there. Right there. Nobody asks, sir, do you need help? Is something wrong? You know, you keep walking past them every day. Half of you all see the same homeless people every day. You might stop and give them a dollar here and there, but you never stop to give them an encouraging word. Just simply saying, God bless you. Just hearing them out. Ask them, are they okay? Do you need something? The, the, your neighbors next to you. You don't speak to them. Oh, they don't like me. Oh, they gritting on me. I ain't got time. They got too much drama. You don't know why God has you as their neighbor. You don't know why God has opened up the avenues and doors for you to be where you are on your job. But the first thing you want to do is you want to complain. Verse 6 says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him 
that teacheth in all good things. See, we got to be in the word of God. You can't be on your own accord, your own word. Because somewhere, the communication with the teacher that's teaching you should help you learn that you shouldn't walk around trying to bear your burdens on other people. They weren't there when you decided to make the decision to do what you did to get you where you are. Even if you did ask somebody for advice, you should have went to God first. And if you didn't hear from God, you should have waited until you heard from God. And even if you did move on and you made the mistake, let's go back up to verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Even if you do make a mistake, and you're thinking of yourself as you're nothing, you're deceiving your own self. Because in order for you to have the thought, it had to be God first. So remember, always return back to the Heavenly Father before you turn yourself to another man. Because the man does not have answers for you. God has all the answers. Am I losing anybody? Are you all understanding? Yeah, we are. Does anybody have anything to add or share? Any questions at this point? Because I want you to get this. I want you to understand how you live your life peaceable in the way of God. God is not boring. The church has made it this way. Verse 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now that's the the the, the, the sowing goes <laughs> so many ways. You have sown monetary and money. Now you're waiting for your harvest. Depending on what type of seed you sow. Before you can plant something in the soil, you gotta make sure that the soil is good, it's clean where something can thrive in it, something can grow in it. Because if the soil is not good, you're not going to get a reproduction because it will kill whatever seed you're sowing. Then you have to make sure that it's fertilized correctly. You have to make sure that you have the right soil to even plant a specific you have to make sure the temperature is right, the time and the season, because everything does not sprout out all at one time. So everybody that has this anxiousness, this, this spirit of I want it now type thing, that's not how God works. God works through timing and seasons. 
Sometimes you really do have to be patient and wait. An olive tree is not fully grown until 14 years. Then you still have to allow the olive to ripen. And then for the production of what you want that olive to produce, this goes back to the verse of um, verse 4. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself. If you plant the seed in good ground, good soil, and you begin to see it sprout out, it starts out with, with a stem, and from the stem then the leaves. And then from there, as, it, as you continue to water it, like God does us, he continues to pour into us. He continues to prune us. He continues to shift us. Different seasons. You receive different things in each season. What you receive in the summertime, you're not going to receive in the winter. The wintertime, he gives us heat because it's cold. Good time to grow your greens, your cabbages, all your vegetables and things like that. Your, your leafy green things. The summertime, you, you grow your fruits and certain other vegetables, your squashes, your watermelons your oranges, your pears, your peaches. You got to know the timing. And sometimes we don't get the timing right. But God wants you to know, be not deceived. For he's not mocked. And the enemy can mock God because he was once with God. But if you are diligent in God, you won't have time to be deceived because God said, my sheep know my and another they shall not follow. Welcome. Verse 8 says, for he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. So if you're sowing into fleshly things where God does not dwell, what are you going to what do you expect that you're going to get? You're putting all your trust in a man or in a woman. You're telling them all your secrets and what God has for you and what you're getting ready to do. And when you go to pursue those things, you're wondering, why have I not received what I was prophesied to receive. Well, because you spoke it to the flesh. And the flesh began to eat up what you put out in the atmosphere. Meaning, you have spiritual thieves. You have spiritual um, spies. And they walk in the way of the flesh. They walk with the enemy. Because if you are of the Spirit, it says, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap 
life everlasting. And life everlasting can go so far. You sowing into good ground, you sowing into a good man and woman of God, their ministry, you sowing into yourself, because that should be first. If you sow into yourself, if you love self first, you know you your shoes is turning over, they got holes in them, the sole is coming off, you don't have no shoestrings, you don't have support, you need to sow into yourself. It's time to buy another two to three pair of shoes. Your underwear is raggedy, holy, falling off. You done lost weight. You done gained weight. Now you done lost weight again. It's time for you to sew into yourself. Take $100. Set it aside. You're going to eat $100 up buying gas if you smoke, buying cigarettes. If you like soda, buying sodas and all this stuff. Instead of doing the sodas and the cigarettes, take that $100 of this week and get you some underwear. Get you some bras as women. Men, get you some boxes and socks. That's sewing into yourself. You see a little pair of earrings. It might be on clearance. Oh, that's fine. Get you another pair of earrings. That's so much trying to run away from God. Huh? What you say? He's like watching you. Can you mute yourself, please, if you're not speaking? This is sowing into yourself, sowing into good ground, everlasting life. If you don't sow into you, no one's going to want to do it because they're going to look at it and say, oh, they're not true to themselves. Just like your work. If your work is sloppy, is undone, is not, uh, I mean, no one is perfect, but if the work is not neat, no one is, is going to want to sow into you. No one's going to want to patronize your work when you come into your, your your establishment of business and you have trash all over the floor and the clothes, you know, whatever your merchandise is, it is dusty, you know, it's been sitting there, you know, nothing's revamped. You you haven't even talked to your clients or your the consumer to even find out what are they looking for to purchase. It's all about your mindset, your heart, and the communication with the heavenly Amen. I can't break it down no further than where I'm going. Verse 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Okay, let's say you, you dotted all the I's and you crossed all your T's. Everything has come to pass. Everything that was prophesied to you. You're going to get your storefront. You have your storefront. Now you, 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 every equipment, piece of equipment, decoration, all those things are put in place. 
your first month, you're doing well. Now, here comes the second month. And if any business person should tell you from your first year to your fifth year mark, it's going to be an up and down battle in business because you have to establish your name. You have to establish your brand. You have to make sure your product is on the market for people, you know, to be able to come in and consume. Or if you're in ministry, you have to gain the trust of the people. Does anyone have any questions or anybody have any rebuttal or anything you would like to add or share? When you know you're walking upright before God and someone may call you and they may have a divine revelation and it might hit you, don't second-guess yourself of where you are with God because that's a distraction of the enemy. That's his plan to make you think in your well-doing he wants you to be weary. You can desire a lot of things out of the, the body of Christ. But you have to make sure your character is right. You have to make sure that you are in proper standing. You're in good ground. Amen? Amen. You have to make Amen. sure you continuously to consult with the Holy Spirit. Because anybody can walk up to you and say, man or woman of God, you know, you're not really on the right path and the right track where you need to be. You know, I think you need to go back and seek after God a little more. And you're like, but I've done all that I could do. I've prayed. You know, I've asked God to show me. I've asked God to order my steps. Sometimes you need to steal away from people. And you need to just have all communication with God. Verse 12 says, as many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. People can always come and tell you what you need to do and how you need to let go, but are they doing the same? We have, we have a lot of hypocrites in this Christian walk in this faith. And everyone that says, Lord, Lord, their hearts are truly far from God. This is why God wants you to know, trust no man. Don't lean on other people to help bring you out. Only God can bring you out. 
In verse 16 says, And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be unto them, and mercy and upon the and upon the Israel of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. God did not just go upon the cross and receive his beating for nothing. God does not want his word to return back unto him void. He wants it to be fulfilled. Because if he said that he's saving you and he's bringing you out, he's healing you, he's making a way for you, he's going to open up the doors for you, he's going to do that very thing. But you must believe and receive it. And you must work in that way towards where you're going and what doors that he has opened for you, what ways he's made for you, what persons he's removed from you. Don't worry about the rejection of the people. But in all ways, acknowledge God. Never take your eyes and your thought process off of Jesus Christ. Because the day that you do, the moment you do, the enemy is right there waiting to put another thought in your head that's not of God. And it will have you to move in the fleshly way versus moving in the spirit. I don't know who this word is for, but I'm here to tell you you're on the right path. You're on the right track. You've sown in the right ground. But be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Thank you, so Jesus. Whatsoever a man thinketh, so is he. You want to think that you are a, a beautiful queen of God, a, a Proverbs 31 woman. You are that person that God created you to be. You are the helper. You are that mother to that child. You are their peace. You are your brothers and sisters' keeper. You are here to help hold their arms up. You are here to receive the word from God and receive the blessings that God has for you. God is willing and able to do things for you, but you have to be in the right position to receive it. You can't be amongst the people that he's telling you to get away from and think he's going to continue to bless you. That's why the Bible talks about the circumcision. Circumcision is, is removing. For the men, they get circumcised because they have an extra skin. They call it a foreskin upon their manly parts. And when they are young, most of the time it's done. But some get it done in their adulthood as well to remove the extra skin that they may have access to what they need to have access to that they won't cause themselves no harm, no sickness, no disease, no infection. And it's the same way with the body of Christ. That's why the word of God is saying to be circumcised or to be uncircumcised. 
It's not going to make a difference in how you walk with God, but when you don't have that extra baggage, that extra skin that can hold you up, that can cause you sickness, that can cause you pain, that can get in the way, when you are clear and free, God can freely and openly bless you without you having to give half of your portion away or you giving it all away. You're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about everybody else. You're not prepared for what there could be to come because you've given it all away. That's why God is saying, don't get weary in well-doing. But also, you have to take care of yourself. You have to learn how to take care of yourself spiritually, naturally. You have to know when to feed yourself, when not to feed yourself, when to release the word, when not to release the word. When to allow the gift to make room for you. Our gift is working without repentance. So you can still be in a world of sin and your gift still operates. You can still operate in your gift. But that's a dangerous place to be because that blood will be on your hands if these souls begin to be lost. If they begin to die off and you're not in a proper position to help them, but you just stirred up in them what's trying to kill them or what's trying to remove them from the hands of God. So you want to make sure you're always in good standing with God and your position. Amen. Amen. I don't want to hold you all too long, you know, but that's the word of God. Galatians 6. Knowing how to conduct yourself. Learn not to lean upon other people for them to give you praise, for them to validate you. Your validation should come from God. You shouldn't worry about what other people think, what they say, how they maneuver, where they're going. In this season, it should be about you. You should have the final say-so over your life, where you're going. Not someone else trying to tell you where you're going and what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. That should not be so. Come on, let's give God praise. Let's thank him for his word. For he's worthy to be praised. Is there anyone that Hallelujah. has questions? You know, come on. Take yourself off mute. Let's give God praise for his word. 
for his mercy endures forever. I pray that I've given you the word in full understanding. Apostle, yeah. um, I'm, not, I'm not in the house, so I'm kind of like using my phone, but I wanted to give some rebuttal, if you don't mind. That's all fine and well. Um, just want us to remember uh, you were talking about, um, you know, ministry and taking care of ourselves and doing what we need to do for ourselves. Um, what I want to know, what I want to say is we have to remember what our ministry is for. Um our ministry is really not for ourselves. When God gives us a ministry, it's for someone else. And um, we have to take care of ourselves so we can do the ministry. But be not, we don't, don't forget that the ministry is not for us. It's the ministry is for those that don't know or is learning and trying to come up in the ministry or in Christ. So Matthew twenty fifteen, I was just looking at it, I was trying to get it back. Matthew twenty fourteen fifteen says that fewer we all are called to the ministry. We all are called, but few are chosen. I'm not gonna go into breaking that down, but what um I want to say is that we all are called to God's ministry. We're all ministers of the gospel but few of us are chosen to be certain type of work. But what we have, what I want to express on here is that we cannot forget that we are for the people, not for ourselves. Whatever ministry storefront that we may have or it's for God's people to be blessed. You're just a vessel to be used. Only, you're just a vessel, you're just a clay that God molds unto his potter's will to be used until you come to perfection on the potter's will. You're not ready to be used. But you and God will know when that time has come for your perfection um, you 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 are being perfected to be used by for His glory. So I just wanted to reiterate on that on this part that we cannot forget because a lot of people in this ministry and these churches, pastors, prophets, whatever you want to title them, they keep forgetting that it's for the people and they are getting boastful, getting prideful getting uh, because of a title um, that God has set order in the church for apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists. God set this fivefold as a foundation of his church to build upon the foundation of the church. And we cannot take our titles and be boastful and prideful because we have, because I'm an apostle. What do it really mean 
for you to be an apostle. I'm a prophet. What do it really mean for you to be a prophet? I'm a pastor. What do it really mean for you to be a pastor? I'm a teacher. What do it really mean for you to be a teacher? I am an evangelist. What do it really mean that I, you, I, you am an evangelist? What do it really mean? We hold titles that God has given true, but we cannot forget not to be prideful, boastful, and arrogant because I see too many arrogant five-fold walking around arrogant, and they don't even want to speak to you when you say hello. True. So Man. I just want to reiterate that we are in the ministry. I'm just um, going, you know, I'm just topping this off of what Apostle has said already. Just be mindful whatever ministry that you're going for or you in training for or you already have. If you are a pastor or whoever you may be on this line, it's not for us. It's for God's people. You are just a vessel to be used and be honest with you. We should be honored to be chosen because if you're not perfected off the, on that wheel, he's not going to choose you to be used. So just be mindful, and I'm not going to hold long because I'm, I'm out and about but I just wanted to just elaborate on that and just, just give a rebuttal, not a rebuttal, but just add on to what Apostle has said because a rebuttal is mean saying that, you know, what she said is not really uh, accurate, but um, just give uh, a build-up of what she's already said and just that we have to be mindful. This little group of ours, if we don't, if we don't impact nobody else, we, we, we have to stand forth and show forth that we are in ambassadors for Christ. We are God's folks. We are God's mouthpiece. Whatever title you may have, you're his mouthpiece. If you're a prophet, you're a mouthpiece. You're a pastor, you're a mouthpiece. Apostle, you're a mouthpiece. We are God's mouthpiece to the world. And we sit back and we just, we do a lot of, and I'm, please don't, don't, don't get me twisted and get me wrong, hear my heart and hear my mind. We do a lot of prophesying, teaching to each other, and we need to go out or spread it out to those that don't know. And, yeah, the world has already known about God, and the world, they can tell you, well, I know God, and, yes, I, you know, I, I'm a save, and, but there's some things that they really don't understand and know, and God's calling us choosing us, refine us, put us on that wheel to make us perfect, to be used so we can go out and spread his gospel. And the gospel is, I don't care how deep you go, I don't care how we divide this word and how deep and how big words we use, but the gospel is is to spread love, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And if that's the first thing that you can give, and if that's the only thing that you know as a young minister is coming up in the, in, in, in the ministry, that's, that's good enough as long as you stand forth on that word and knowing that God has given you that word to give to a sinner or somebody that's, that has, been, you know, rejected God, then you stand on that one word until God gives you something new. Amen. 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 So Amen. Cannot forget that Amen. we are God's 
we are God's property, and we are, it's not for us. It's for the people in the world. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Sis, I don't know your name, but I certainly appreciate the words that you have said um, behind Apostle Don. Um, I'm so appreciative of the fact that we have we have to be real and to be about our father's business because the business is the business, and the business is about souls. The business is about love. At the end, at the end of the day, that's the foundation. And if we would just keep it simple, then it would go over a lot smoother. Because we let our flesh rise up, 
and take place in places where it should be spirit. And I certainly appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate um, Apostle Don um, opening up the floor so that we can share one with another. Um, there are times where there um, you can go into church and get aware. You may have questions. You may have something to say. You may have a testimony in the midst of the service, and the service goes on basically kind of without you. They leave you hanging. So I'm so I'm so appreciative and grateful for the opportunity to be on this line today, to be fed, to be encouraged, to be strengthened, because it's it's not it's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy, really. But I thank God for the strength, the wisdom, the understanding. I thank God for his power, um, our relationship with him. Just to even have a relationship with him is awesome because there was one point in time before Jesus came where the people really didn't, they didn't have the Holy Spirit to be, to be able to partake of. So I'm definitely grateful for his timing and everything that he is doing and, and his omnipotence and the, his perfection. He just he's just good. I'm just glad to be used by him and no longer by man. Amen. Thank God. This was this was prophetess Beverly Swenson. I'm Apostle Donna's spiritual mother. Thank you very much. And I give honor unto you. Thank you. Amen. Give me one moment, you all. 